Empowerment of Faith Kingdom Center for Ambassador, and we are excited that you are watching today. Hopefully you're watching on what, uh, by way of YouTube and you have already subscribed. If you have not subscribed already, be sure to do that and click on the bell in the upper right hand corner so that you can be notified. So tonight, thank you for joining us in our personal development study. Dr. Larry will continue to teach us and we're going to be dealing with the laws of holiness. So if you have a question, be sure to put it in the chat. If you're watching on other platforms, be sure to, to make a note of it. You can also contact us with your questions. And then in the end, you will have the opportunity to give your takeaway. So if we see it, we will definitely say it. So thank you so much and shalom. Back to you, Dr. Larry. All right, I appreciate that. Uh, my lovely queen, my wife, my best friend, mother of my children, fellow business partner, business partner, encourager, motivator, my greatest, latest inspiration. Thankful for you. And uh, for all um, that are joining us uh, today as we study the scriptures. And we are dealing with the law of holiness and it's just right on time. And it's not what you think it is. So if you're on YouTube or whatever social media platform, just hold on, don't run away. You know, I can already hear you. Just, just hold right there. We're not gonna talk about your pants. And, and your, your uh, Daisy Dukes and all this stuff and whatever you're wearing, we're not talking about that. We're talking about uh, the law of holiness, that word holy, as we have taught earlier, uh, come in the English, that word uh, holy in the English come from the original word kadosh. Some say kadosh, kadish, uh, in the Hebrew that's uh, spelled kuf, dalet uh, shin, kadosh. And uh, also we shared earlier, of course, you all know this is personal scripture study, so we can ask questions, just stick your hand up and I'll see it. And by the way, if everybody uh, that's on YouTube and all everybody that can hit that thumbs up button, we on Zoom, so we'll do it later, but hit the thumbs up button. And again, uh, my wife asked you to subscribe to our channel, you're going to be notified. But that, And we, we saw a root word, 70% of the uh, ancient, uh, Edenite, Akabulun, African, Hebrew language had carries root words. 70% of the language, the words carry root words. And each letter in the Hebrew is not a character. It's actually a word that can be spelled out. And it's interesting when Yeshua revealed to us, he said, I'm the oak, the olive of Tav. When he said that, I'm just giving you a brief background. Uh, on how important this language is. It's not like any other. Uh, and when he said that, he actually was revealing what Moshiach wrote when he wrote the book of Barashid. That's the Hebrew word for a book of beginnings, the beginnings, when he began to uh, convey over to us, communicate to us some things that happened in the beginning uh, relative to man being created and the fathers dealing with him. That first verse in Barashid, called Genesis, uh, in the English, it says, in the beginning, Elohim God created the heavens and the earth. That's what it says in the English. Now, the English translation leaves out a critical key Hebrew word. Like many, in many instances, when you study, you're not studying all the scriptures. You're getting, you're getting parts. So always remember that. I, I know you got the Bible. I know what the Bible said. And most people do what they do because they read it in the Bible. But the Bible means book of book, 
and it doesn't contain all the words of Elohim translated properly. It also contains transliterations, which are substitute. Now, if something is substituted as a lie, you know, and some so many people want to argue you down. Well, we need to understand in our language this rule like this, so we can understand in our language. But if if the if what you're reading is not correctly translated, you're not getting a correct understanding. You see, so reading don't get it, and uh, we have to. All of us, we have to admit that many of the citizens of the kingdom of heaven are deficient in knowledge and lazy. Don't want to study, rather someone else do all of that and just tell you what it means and you believe and run off with it. Uh, I was thinking about these books, uh, the original name, names of the, uh, the characters in the scripture and how they were uh, changed. And when they would change, the, uh, the changing of the name stripped those characters of their identity, original identity, their lineage and their history. That's what colonization does. When names are changed, it's for the sole purpose of starting over in another culture, in another country. Now, I oftentimes say this, and I hope it, hopefully this is hit home this time, that none of these writers or these people we read about in scripture were citizens of England. You have some uh, that were uh, like Shay Old called Paul, bought citizenship. He bought his citizenship to be a citizen of Rome, but that wasn't his original identity and his lineage. He was a Hebrew, period. You know, so they would live in different places in uh, uh, Northeast uh, Akabulum, Eden, Africa. And uh, Sheol was the emissary who took the message of the kingdom to Europe. He was a brother, and the scripture even talks about can an Ethiopian uh, change his color? Can a, a leopard change his spots? No, you can't change his brother, you know. And he carried that message there uh, to the, those other nations. Now, until we admit to what colonization does, the foundation of it, why it was invented from a humanistic, secular per perception and perspective, we really don't understand what you're reading. You really don't know what you're reading because you're reading from a misconception derived from a misprecept, which produced a misunderstanding. And so that's why religion carries so much hate and division and labels and all these cliches that don't matter and, and this and that, well, you know, no, none of that. So, you know, I just want to, uh, hit you with some of that now. So that Hebrew word kadosh, and we find a root word for thresh in it. For thresh, um, what is it? Uh, Dalit, uh, resh, kof shin resh, yeah, kadosh. No, Dalit shin, Dalit shin, and threshing. And we went over this earlier. I'm just reviewing this. How that the scripture said the father. You know, he'll take his winnowing fan and thresh his reap his wheat on the threshing floor. And he'll gather the wheat into his barn, but the chafe, he would burn it. They understood this. They had agricultural uh understanding and intellectual uh relative to you know agricultural intellect and put it like this. They understood exactly what he was saying. And one thing 
when we were in uh, our seminary and I was the dean of the college, also a professor, uh, that we taught was that one area of proper scripture interpretation is a, a vein of theology. I'll use it. I'll just use that word vein of, of, of scripture interpretation called revelation accommodated. Revelation accommodated, accommodated. That means that when you read a historical event or a historical phrase that was spoken by a person in their culture with their cultural intellect and their understanding what picture would be painted in their mind when he heard that, you have to leave it like it was. You can change it and make it American, in other words. You had to allow it to stay within the confines of what it meant to them. You didn't twist it and turn it and, you know, and try to, you know, be all, all hip to hop and entertaining and, you know, and, ooh, yeah, he got a blessing for you if you can, if you know that, you know, and this and then just, just some all kind of stuff. I don't even get into uh, the trash. Uh, but that threshing, what it tells us in original language is that holiness, and we're going to deal with it, is what comes from something. Now you think about Roman Yim, and we'll be going back to it when he said, don't be trained or don't be conformed or don't have your belief system uh, intoxicated and poisoned by the world system and their beliefs. But transform the way you think by the renewing of your mind so that you would be able to discern or prove what is the good, perfect, and will of the Father. You, you will be able to do that, you know, by dealing with your mindset, your thoughts. As a person thinking a heart and a belief system, that's the way that they are. So that's, that's a part of the threshing process. And as you go through that, we go through that process, the end product is holiness, integrity. You see? So it's, it's, it's not a word that we hear when we talk about the law, which is a set of governing rules and principles that work for whomever set them in motion every time. But these laws are for our benefit. For our benefit. When laws are understood, you might want to take this note, we have a full comprehensive understanding of a law. That law will bring you prosperity, success, health, and wholeness if that law was designed to do that. See, you don't have to run after prosperity. You don't have to run after health. You don't have to run after wholeness. Meditate the king and his dominion, which also encompasses his laws and government. And all the things <laughs> You see in it now? That'll be added because the law is there to make it happen. So rather than running after stuff like this, no, we learn the laws. Whatever area in my life is uh, deficient and not sufficient, what that's telling me is there is a law that I need to learn to bring that product in what I need. Laws are very important. Everything, all creation is created to be governed by law. Principles, rules, uh, you got a process have to be applied. 
So it's the same thing with holiness. If we understand there's not a denomination, it's not women wearing pants, it's not men wearing they, they, they shirt and button all the way up to it like this. You know, it had nothing to do with that. All of those uh, outward manifestation and expression of the condition of the person's mind. So if you see a man uh, with his pants down to his old nasty behind showing and his crack of his butt showing and stuff like that, that's because he got a nasty mind, which come from a nasty source. If you see a woman, you know, trying to show all of her breasts, all of her thighs, cheeks, she got pants on, but holes all in them, still revealing in a seductive way her flesh for the sole purpose of sexual seduction, sexual appeal, and sexual attraction. That's the way her mind is. You, you just can't get by that. And telling them, that's not holy. You need to be holy. Pull them, them jeans off and get you some clothes on your young lady. She might pull them off then, but she's going to go right home, put some more on, go right back out and be who she is. Or he, you know. So holiness is not the do's and don'ts. Holiness has to do with the thinking and the being. You can put that on a t-shirt and I won't even charge it for a patent on it. So um, we got that root word to come out of there and we went over those particular words. Now what we, we was going into warning, you cannot, you cannot mix. You can't mix. We'll look at this note and we're gonna, uh, I want ministry tech to pull up, um, just get ready for some scripture. You can pull up your logos if you want to, because I'm going to look at some things in the interlinear uh, in terms of looking at the original uh, language in the, in the modern form. So let's look at our notes where we stop. Uh, number 15, warning, you cannot mix. You cannot mix. And I take, we'll pull it up for our other viewers and those who are studying with us. Okay. All right. And... Uh, uh, I left Corinthians 1021. We read that. So he'll pull it up in a minute. And if you get it, I know some of you all got your, your, your scriptures right there. Yes. Uh, so let's come on with a, a good, strong reader and read uh, I left Corinthians 10 and verse 21 and 22. Read that for us, please. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons, too. You cannot have a part in both the Lord's table and the table of demons. Are we trying to arouse the Lord's jealousy? Are we stronger than he is? Apparently thought they were. That's why he addressed it like that. All right. So holiness can't be, if it's mixed, it's not holy. And and we we you 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 I mean this thing is so in our faces that you really you can you don't have to look in the mirror you just look and you see it right in your face and primarily uh, secularism as well as religion has this connotation attached with it in the culture and everywhere you can take the notes down in terms of mixing and accepting what has been mixed. Now we're gonna look at <clears throat> we're gonna look at several uh, scriptures here, and I want to look at this word integrity, and we had that in our notes. Integrity 
and holiness actually what we hear in our English mind, speaking mind, is two different words, but actually the same. We're getting ready to go into the meaning of them. Uh, Tamuna is the Hebrew word for integrity. It's another one, a tomb. It's, it's two primary used in the Hebrew. Now, one of them means completeness and wholeness. The other one means pureness and uh, perfection, purity, and innocence. I'm just looking at Logos right now. Yeah, perfection, purity, and innocence. And uh, then we have completeness and wholeness for the word integrity. Now, when you think about perfection and purity, you can say holy and that those words are popping your mind. Yeah, pure, holy, pure, perfect. Okay. And then when you say the word integrity in the English, you think about honesty, dependable, and things of this nature. Well, that being honesty and being dependable cannot come from a fragmented vessel. That vessel must be whole. Integrated into oneness. Now, you remember the scripture said, Here, O Yisrael, Yahweh is one. They were saying, Holy. Malachi, I am Yahweh, and I don't change. I'm not like y'all ain't fake and flawed and tell you, you know what I mean? Yes, that, if I say no, that's what I mean. If I say yes, that's what I mean. If I'm with you, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm just not. I don't beat around the bush. Oh, you should be nicer. And just, well, I, I, I'm not talking nice right now. I'm trying to get you to understand something. And it's not, it's not, I'm, I'm not doing that now. <laughs> I'm trying to get convey a thought over to you, you know. So all this humanistic religious uh suit that we spear out of our mouths and it's void of integrity because it's not what you meant. And it's bad amongst, um, it used to be, when, you know, when different ministers would come, ministers and stuff like that. Uh, you ask them, what do they charge? I mean, what are your fees? What is your honorarium? Why would you, you know, a love gift be fine, you know, so on, so on. And then you give them a love gift, they start tripping. Well, I expect them more than that. Well, you should have said that. And I've been like this. My wife tell you, I, I had this supposed to be prophet, you know, and he uh, <clears throat> I saw him putting out flowers early in the day and I saw a big money sign on him. I knew exactly what it meant that he was after money. I mean, I literally saw a money sign on this person. From head to toe, he was just crossing the street there over in Raleigh. And, you know, uh, he said the same thing and we gave him a good we gave him more than the people gave him. You know, and he got back there and started tripping and I'm like, well, I know it's more than that because, you know, I, I, and he had called a line. I said, now he's getting ready to get put out right now. I'm getting ready to just open this side door and tell him to leave. But what I did, I heard uh, my spirit said, test your people, test the congregation, see whether or not they're going to follow me or follow this man. I had talked to him about don't be giving no hundred dollars and no line. I'm and Holy Spirit, don't you say nothing. And I didn't say anything. And, and a couple just jumped up with their money in their hand, want a blessing, all that word they get. 
They got they got to have their money in their hand. You know, getting all in the motions like that's gonna change something or override all that word they was getting. But they went several of them didn't put nothing in the envelope. And the uh, the the office uh, administrator at that time, you know, the, we had some, you know, on payroll. They said, Pastor, they said, Bishop, ain't several of these are empty. They don't have nothing in them. I said, well, open the cup. She said, see how like this is? And she said, I ain't even open it. I said, well, open it up. And right there in front of him, she had one jack in it. And he told me, I said, look, let me tell you something. Most of them didn't have zero in it. So what we added up was about 25% of what we just gave you. Now you tell me what you want because I asked you that when you came here. We don't, we don't play games like that. You tell, no, 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 no. I said, no, no, no. You tell me what you want. Give me a number. He went sitting and then I told her what to do and, and wrote a check out, gave him. I said, now let me show you to the front door. And there's your car. You can get in the lead. Don't, don't even come up this road no more. I was through with that. So that was a lack of holiness, no integrity. You understand? Okay, I see that. Thank you. Because um, we look at integrity in terms of what it actually means when the Holy Spirit gave to the writer to say that the integrity of the upright would guide them. He was talking about the purity, the innocence the completeness, the wholeness, integrated, integrated with the same well substance. No fragmented areas, no cracks, you know, nothing damaged, completely whole. Holiness, integrity. So when the father said, I'm Yahweh and I don't change what he was saying. I'm one all the time. That's why I told you y'all to tell uh, to continue to announce back to me that I'm one. I kept telling my my uh, my locks, my spirits, my ministers kept telling you that I'm one. I don't change. Y'all the one to change. I don't change. I can't change. I'm always whole. I'm always complete. I'm always pure. I'm always innocent. See, integrity. And then you do your concordance and you look up that word integrity over in the book of Tehillim and you'll see how many times the weird called David, his name, the weird called David, would make reference to his integrity. Even Ayab refused. He said, my integrity. I won't denounce my integrity. Because these, these were whole solid people. Holiness, integrity. Now, to be integrated to be integrated, integrated, like a, everything mixed together. When you pull it out, it's going to be the same. Everything is one flavor. I don't care if you how many flavors in there mixed together. When you pull it, pull it out is one flavor, one substance. All right. Integrity, holiness, integrity. So when we are dealing with the law of holiness, of course, we just read scripture. There cannot be any mixture. There is no permissive will. You know, we've been on television over 25 years, I believe. 20, 20 some years, something like that. And uh, I mean, the national and all this stuff. 
And um, one past in the city, I was teaching concerning the will of the father. And I, I gave a statement of truth that the father doesn't have a permissive will because people were saying, you know, well, God allowed this and he allowed that. And it was evil stuff. I'm thinking like, how can you get evil out of him? We know the Bible said, I said, I know what the Bible said, but what does the scripture say? I was teaching this, you know, 20 years ago. What does the scripture say? What does the word say about that? Did you study the word? Did you search it out? Did you search out his character, uh, his attributes, how he operate? Because you can't get evil out of him. So what you and then. By the way, he gave the earth to us. He said, let them, mankind, have dominion. If he had not relinquished his dominion in the earth after he created to man, then man never would have been able to carry out the mandate and as kings in the earth. He said, let them do it. So, well, you know, you know the Bible says he'll allow evil. I said, look, man. I said, I tell you what, I was talking to myself. I, I don't think I can talk to that man. And I didn't get up and preach behind it, neither teach. And, you know, I ain't too much mentioned about five years later. But I was uh, telling the congregation that he, the father has no permissive will. If he had a permissive will, that would deny him of being perfect. You cannot be perfect and permissive at the same time. Once you become permissive, you're no longer perfect. Integrity. That's a violation of integrity. You see, one will, one will, wall to wall, just like the kingdom of heaven, the country, the place is wall to wall conformed 100% to his will. Nothing permitted. If he had a permissive will, then old serpent would have had a chance to get prayer and get a counseling session. He never got that opportunity because there is no permissiveness. And, and guess what? He have no permissive will on earth. That's religion teaching that and making people feel good about their sin, their rebellion and living in ignorance and living, uh, not studying for themselves, won't put down the work to learn, but rather jump into some other congregation we can sit there and get hollered at 20 minutes or we can get lectured and motivated and, and, and worship and get your smoke and your lights and go out thinking you did something and you still don't know nothing. Still don't know anything. So this, this law of holiness is, is vital that we understand that integrity and holiness go hand in hand. If I'm holy, I'm complete, I'm whole. I'm innocent, I'm pure in my thoughts. Now, you religion and traditional teaching have taught everyone you'll never be pure. You know, we you know what we all got something we're dealing with. No, you got something you're dealing with. Speak for yourself, bro. You just told me that you in some willful sin because you're trying to make yourself feel good by pleasurizing and fondling the people you're speaking to because you know they full of it. So you just you dismissing yourself from being accurate in your doctrine and carrying power with your words that you speak. And if you mess up and somebody know that you messed up and they saw you out there doing it, then you got an excuse for it. 
What you say, Pastor? What you say, Pastor? Elihu said this. He said, look, I'm, I'm the only one. He was running from Jezebel. He was running from um, um, Jezebel. And uh, the Lord dealt with him. He said, I'm the only one living holy. I mean, I'm the only one standing on your word, for your word, in your word. All these jokers have lost their mind. Man, they going crazy. And the father said, what you say? He said, man, I got 7,000. Ain't even attempted to bow a knee. Man, speak from your, what, you, what you dealing with. That little area you stay in, that doesn't cover the whole earth. <laughs> he, he corrected him right then. So when that stuff is thrown around like that, it makes the flesh feel good and the religious mind is empowered because a person thinks that they can continue on with their mess because, you know, he's still working on me. He understands. No, 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 no. He, he says, finish. It's through it. I'm not going to get beat no more for you. I'm not doing it anymore. So all of this religious trash teaching got in your belief system. And when we hear holiness, that trash resists it when it's taught properly. The law of holiness, the law, the law of holiness. Okay, so we're talking about integrity. So now there's three things, three parts of man. Here's a, we, we are a tripod being. We are a spirit. So we're gonna look at the law of holiness as it relates to our spirit. We have a soul, mind, will, and emotion. We're going to look at holiness as it relates to our soul. And you hear, you speak, and you're alive, you're living, so you're in your body. And we're going to look at the law of holiness as it relates to the body. Now, uh, let me see. I'll go BJ. Well, he in St. Louis. I, I think I can handle myself still pretty good. You know, I think I, I still can handle myself real good. So when we get to the body, you start tripping. You know, don't be tripping with the bro, man. All right, because I ain't saw nobody yet run that mailman away when he bring you your check. Matter of fact, you standing out there waiting on him, ready to beat the dog, kick the cat if they stop him from bringing you your check. So don't get mad at bro, man, uh, when we get on the law of holiness concerning the body, you know, and, and, and I'm telling you, it's coming. So let's look at let's look at some scripture here. Now, um, I like the one. Let's look at Ezekiel 20 and 22, I believe. We're going to look at Ezekiel 20 and 22. And see, is that the one I want? I, 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 I think it is. Oh, oh, let's go to FM 424 first. FM 424. Then we'll go to Ezekiel, because I want to look at some words that's in the original that's pretty powerful. Uh, FEM 4 and 23. We're going to look at that first. Okay. Let's get that up there. Y'all let me know when you get it. Oh, I can see it myself. Uh, I'm, I'm going to deal with it in a minute. I'm looking at, is this the one I wanted in Ezekiel? And then that can be put up. Anybody got a question, it's a good time to ask it now.
Okay, and give me a reader, please. And that you put on the renewed man, which was created according to Elohim and righteousness and set apartness of the truth. Therefore, okay. having. Okay, that's good. Okay. Uh, put, um, look at the New King James. Get that version of New King James. And then we're going to go to Ezekiel 22. And. Uh, 20, no, 20 and 20. Ezekiel 20 and 20, then we're going to look at 22 and 8 so you know where we're going next. Uh, but let's just get this in the, in the in the New King James, that version, New King James. We, let's get, I'm going to look at FEM first. And then New King James, King James. They arguing about that. All right. Put put it, okay, uh, read that uh, again, FEM 4. In 23 in that New King James, please. Read that again, 23 and 24. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man, which was created according to Elohim and true righteousness and holiness. All right. We mentioned this earlier. <clears throat> All right. So our spirit, holiness, relative to our born again human spirit. Once we got born again, Titus said we was regenerated. Our spirit actually was recreated in holiness. Originally, the spirit was holy, but not in eternal union with the father, which only could happen by way of choice. Because Adam and Matzah Izanigad had a sovereign will. They could do what they want to do. And he created them in that state. So by them choosing, they would become an eternal union, which would put them in a eternal state of righteousness, holiness. But, you know, they violated that. So Ephraim should be recreated in true righteousness and holiness. So our spirit is integrated, is one, just like the father is. All right. Now look at Ezekiel, and you can do that in the uh, NIV, uh, 20 and 20. Uh, I want to take the Shabbat and just show you something in here, but we're going to look at that in the interlinear. We're going to put it up in the interlinear. 20 and 20. So let me get it. Ezekiel 20 and 20. All right. Okay, now. All right. So, 20 and 20. Well, he's getting that in an interlinear. And you can get an interlinear free online. You can go online and look at it yourself anytime. That's why I say too many kingdom citizens are lazy and don't, don't want to study been lewd to sleep that that's not listen that's not by happenstance that was planned like that that's been planned all the time keep my shabbats and my sabbaths holy that they may be a sign between us then you will know that i am 
Yahweh Elohim. Now that's what the English translation say. I just went on read it while he's getting it because he got to open, probably open his logos and and, and uh, show his interlinear. Now, when you look at it in the original, in the original, you will see uh, the word for Shabbat, Shin Bet Tav. Now that Vav Tav is spelling is added on in terms of spelling it out. Now you see Holy. You see Kodesh, but you see a vowel been added on. That's just for enunciation. All right. So where you see the word, and he probably had to point at this. And <clears throat> be careful to keep my laws, keep my Shabbat holy, that there may be a sign between us. Now, is that the NIV version that you are uh, getting that translation from? Ezekiel 20 and yes. 20. I need to see the same thing you see, and I got to go down. Okay. Yes, it's in Avi. Okay. I need to go down. All right, now, you see, first, you see Olive Tav before, uh, you see that Olive Tav pointed that, right there, and Olive Tav, and we all know what that Olive Tav mean now. Because Yeshua said, I am the olive and I am the top. I, I think I said that when we started off. No, I was just talking to y'all about it. In Bereshit 1 and 1, where the English translation said, in the beginning, Elohim God created the heaven and the earth. The Hebrew says, uh, Bereshit bara Elohim uh, et Hashemim, et, et uh, Ha'ares, Olivav Tav. So Yeshua said, I'm the oat or the Olivav Tav that you, Moshiach wrote in the first uh, verse or in the, when he began to write this scroll, they didn't have chapters and verses and all that. When he began to write that book, I'm, I'm in the beginning, that Olive Tav that was left out in your English language and even the Hebrews didn't understand what it was. But what they knew what Olive Tav meant, but they didn't know who it was. So Yeshua said, that's me. I'm, I'm the leader who established the covenant. I'm the leader who established a covenant eternal life, who was nailed to the cross for you. Established, Vav, mean established. And then, so he's talking about Yeshua. Now, Yeshua is an olive top, and it's his covenant, this Shabbat, Shabbat, Shabbat. You remember over in Marcus when he told the religious folk that I'm the Lord of the Sabbath or Shabbat? Y'all remember that? Anybody remember reading it? If you don't, please go read it. Um, just read your Bible. Read the whole book of Mark till you find it. I'm not going to tell you where it is. He said, I'm the Lord or owner of the Shabbat. That, take it, that took it away from a day. Time was instituted because of us. The Father's in, always eternal. Remember, integrated. You can't take him out of eternity. He always eternal. He always never end and never beginning. So when Yeshua said that, he wasn't talking about a day. He was talking about a covenant. This is the covenant he was talking about, because you see Yeshua, that Olive Tav, that's Yeshua, his Shabbat or his covenant. Now, when you spell out Shabbat, go back over there in the interlinear, uh, Shin, but yet Tav. Shin, but yet Tav. They'll pull it, uh, pull it back up in the interlinear. I want everybody to see this. I done said it a thousand nine hundred times probably, but I'm I'm just gonna keep repeating it. 
Because if I ask you a question, you'll be able to tell me without looking at your notes. So Shin Bayetov, and he's going to get it up so you can see it. That's the original word for Shabbat in the Hebrew language. It doesn't mean rest. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. There's another Hebrew word that means rest. So you see that as verse 19. Yeah, point it for me. All right. Because that interlinear, you have to go down to it, and he'll have it in a minute. All right, and that's 20 and verse 20. Thank you, still on 12. You can, yeah, you can see where you're at right there. Just keep scrolling down until you see that 20. All right, so we should be back in Ezekiel 20 and 20. So the oath or at Yeshua said that that's me is his Shabbat holy. His Shabbat holy. See that, Shin? That's how you study prophets. See that, that Alatav right there? Uh, point, point it for me, please, right up under that five. Right up under five, put your arrow there. And then if you can, enlarge your arrow so they'll see you point. I normally shake it around, it'll get big and you can see it. All right, now. And then now you go over to your right and you see uh, Shabbat. That, that's a manuscript uh, spelling. The original word is spelled Shin, but yet Tav, those first three letters, Hebrew read from right to left, not left to right. See, English folk, we back, backwards. Shin, but yet Tav. Shin, one of the meaning of Shin uh, means to consume or destroy. The object or the person who have the power to do that is the provider of peace and protection, talking about the Father. Now, but yet that second letter in the spelling, could you highlight it or something? Uh, make it. Uh, I know on I know you can highlight it and make it yellow so they can see what word. Yeah, there we go. Or you can just, yeah, there you go. Yeah, do it like that now. Now you see that, but yet where you got that arrow at, but yet you talk, that means family. It means inside. It means what control the inside of a person in their belief system. All right. And then you got tab, which means covenant. So the Shabak is the covenant, but yet for the family of the father, the family's covenant that the provider of peace and protection have established. The covenant of what? Peace, provision, and protection for his family is embedded in this covenant. Look at the character of father. Look at how he do things. He always finished before he start. If he give you a house, he don't just give you an empty house. He'll give you a house full of everything you need before he bring you to it. So this covenant commanded the earth to give Adam and Masa Izanigad all the provisions they needed, all the wholeness and completeness, that shalom that they needed, and the protection they needed. Everything was there in that covenant. You see it? All right. Now notice the next word, you're going to see the Hebrew word for holiness, which is kadosh. So highlight the next word that's next to it. Kof, dalet, shin. Kof, dalet, shin. There you go. Kof, dalet, dalet, shin. There it is right there. Now, the manuscript will add letters. See that vav is add? 
evolve mean establish or and and then you got evolve and tov on the other side and that's what the covenant established is the shabbat covenant but the original is spelled kof or kuf that's whole we didn't went over that now you see in the english up it said that they made but you only have one hebrew letter word vav with me and which means to establish all right and then you slip down here to be a sign in the english but actually, you got Hayu, then Olivav Tav, talking about Yeshua, the oath again. Benai Bani, your king of my people, right here. Now, so the Shabbat, the Holy Covenant, is the covenant that Yeshua created to for his family to become because uh Bani is translated between or in the middle but now you go to the hebrew letter where you see a bayet again you see a you you, you see a noon so this between that noon mean inheritance inheritor inheritance or inheritor, a legal inheritor of an inheritance by way of sonship. And this power, this created inheritance is for the family that the son is in, that word beneath. You can highlight that, but yet you knew. Okay, so you get the proper meaning now. You, you see what he is saying? He is saying that Yeshua, the leader of the covenant, the father, son who established the covenant, this covenant is holy. See, another uh, uh, word, it's integrated. Peace, protection, and holiness is integrated. It's, it's, it's tied in there. And what he did, he integrated us into it as sons. You catch it in there? As sons. Now, what I want to bring out with that, I just want to show you those words in Ezekiel, that the Shabbat ain't talking about just no day. It's talking about a covenant. And he said every seven-day cycle, because all the timing relative to covenant and the completion of a covenant cycle revolves around seven. Seven come from the Hebrew Olivet Zayin. All right. And you know, Zayin, the weapon of the word, Cutting of covenant, those are the primary meanings, and you'll find it in Ebrium chapter four. Okay, all right. Now, another meaning, good English word for holiness or holy is special. Special. So the covenant is special, and when it's something special, it's only for qualified participants. I'm glad to be a son because <laughs> I'm qualified. You are qualified as a participant in peace, provision, and protection all the time. All the time. All the time. Somebody touch yourself so all the time. All right, now, so I want to get that in relative to the covenant being integrated. Now, and we, we, 
we looked at one scripture in the FEM. Let's look at uh, Mishlea 20 and 27 relative to the spirit, applying the law of holiness to our born again spirit. That it's a law of integrity that can't be broken in our spirit. It can be broken in our soul and our body. Because once you're born again, you, our spirit is just like the father. It, our spirit never change. Never change. Can't change. Well, that mean I'm once saved, always saved. No, it don't. No, it does not. Remember the will. The scripture said, not because you confess Christ at 12 years old and got baptized at 12. The scripture said, whoever do the will of the father is the one who received eternal life. That's always tell you your last breath doing the will of the father. That's who received eternal life. Now, notice the human spirit is the lamp of Yahweh that sheds light on one's innermost being. The human spirit is the lamp of Yahweh. The weird, okay, that's good. The weird wasn't even born again, but he got the, exposed to this knowledge because his spirit was not connected to the father. The only part of him spiritually was connected to the father was his mind, the way he was thinking. So because he said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, how I'm thinking, be acceptable in your sight. He was exposed to the knowledge where your spirit is where I'm going to give my exposed knowledge. And this particular time right here, he was making reference to his mind. So I'm going to put knowledge in your mind. Your spirit not born again yet, but I'm going to talk to your mind and expose you to the knowledge of my will. You see it? Now. Now let's look at the soul as holiness, the law of holiness as relates to the soul, mind, will, and emotion. There's, there's plenty in here. Let's look at, um, hmm, this is so good. Let's look at uh, Yasha Yahuwah, uh, Yashaya, uh, six and one, six and one. And this ties to Roman Yim 12 and two. Now, scholars, make sure you're getting these notes. And when you go back, don't just sit up here and take notes now. You, you have to go back and listen to these teachers over and over again. Not in a ritual, rigid, realist, rigid, ritual, <laughs> religious, traditional method. You make it your lifestyle. Always be led by the spirit. Always. And all of us have time. The more time we have, you might want to jot this down, the more time you have to meditate, the more accountability and judgment is upon you. All the wasted time is being recorded. And when we stand before the judgment, we're going to have to give account for all that wasted time that I could have been meditating or listening to something else other than a bunch of trash all day that didn't help me do anything. I speak for me and my house. My wife have an earpiece in. She always listens to something. Always. When I'm traveling, I'm always, I'm always. That's why traveling don't bother me. Driving don't bother me. I, that's more time 
dedicated, uninterrupted time that I'm hearing. When I when I'm the type that when I hear, I I have to give my attention. I I don't I don't do other stuff. I'm I can do one thing. That's all I want to do because I'm hearing. I'm taking in, and I've got a lot of illumination. You know, on them trips and stuff, a lot of illumination just laying here with my eyes closed. My wife left and she came back in and she know, see, she, she, she's a good wife. You know, she understand the ways of Elohim. She came in and she she knew I wasn't sleep, but she knew that's why I, med- I was meditating. I'm still, ain't nothing on, eyes closed, Holy Spirit talking. And she just eased back down and closed the door. Didn't want to break that meditation because illumination takes place there. Now, um, Yahshua, let's look at this six and one. Let's look at this holiness, special, integrity, wholeness, completeness, purity. You can take the uh, interlinear off now. Uh, and just, yeah, just click that. Uh, yeah, there you go. All right, now watch this right here. In the year, uh, someone read that for us. One verse one through. Oh, this is awesome! I think we're gonna stop at verse three, but go ahead and read that, please. In the year the king Isaiah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on the throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim each with six wings, with two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is Jehovah Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Okay, now watch this. Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. That's what the Hebrew wrote a rope. And you can see how this ties in when he said, hear, O Yisrael. Yahweh Elohim is one. He is holy. He is integrated. Now, that's what this, the Malak angel and Malakom's angels, the ministering flaming spirits of fire, this is what heaven is filled with. All right. Filled with. These are the only spiritual beings that we read about if you let me use the word, a geographical location that was elevated above him, not in position, not in prominence, but in terms of being carrying out their function that they're carrying out. They're, it's like they are on the same plane with him uttering these words because that's what he is. That's the only thing that be, can, can be uttered where he is is who he is. I was looking for that higher, higher. It's, it's going to come up in one of these verses. I was looking at that uh, higher. Where they were at higher, you know, and we're going to see it because I was studying. I should, when I go, go, go get to it, I'm going to show you something. Because higher means to become. You know, high, yud, high. Yud, high is the first two letters to spell Yahweh. So higher is High, you'd high, high, a revelation from heaven of who the father is, his creative power. What comes from the creative power, who the father is, is who he is. 
he 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 can only become who he is. All right. So when they were saying holy uh, kadosh, what follows the established intent of his word is who he is. See, you thought music was all he heard. No, music is below him. It's part of the culture. Music is in a supportive role. Holiness, who he is, is above what he created. Always. He can do nothing but continue to become what he already is. And that's what these seraphims, that's what they are saying. Is eternal, is never ended. Even the elders who bound around the throne and those uh, Malachans with the four faces, what are they crying? Holy, holy, Yahweh, El Gabor, holy, holy are you. Heaven and earth is full of your glory, your culture. And they are bowing before him, you know. That's in a supportive role. Now, those Malachans are there with the different faces around the throne, them seraphims above, constantly uttering, he is always becoming who he is. He is always one. He is always pure. He is always innocent. He is always complete. He is always perfect. He can only become what he is. That's what the father here primarily in his ears, but not the playing of a good time. Okay. All right. Now, um, can we go back there? I want to make sure I may need to keep up with you on, on this side. What that was Yeshua Yahuwah, right? Okay, let me let me go over there. Let me look at some. Let me look at some some right champ. Okay, now yeah, let's go back there without the interlinking. Yes, let's go back there to Yeshua Yahuwah uh, six and one. Boy, I tell you what, when the ministers and the summons get a hold of this, uh, the ministry of singing and music will change forever. It'll change forever. All right. Now, notice he said in the year that King Uzziah died, he saw Yahweh. Now, we're talking about holiness as relates to the soul. Because Yahweh was always there and exalted and enthroned in his throne. And his train always filled the temple, which have no limits. See, the length of a king's robe or train determined the magnificent and the power of his kingdom. So his magnificent, his glory and his power is non-ended. That's basically what he's saying. There, there was no ending. Let's look at Uzziah and let's see why it was why he when he died that the prophet saw. As relates to holiness, dealing with the soul. Let's look at the uh, yet the very higher ma'am uh, twenty six and one. That's Second Chronicles ten and six and one uh, for the colonizers. Let's look at that.
But we don't need to know the name in them books because you're lazy. That's why you don't, you don't, you, you need to, but you won't because you're lazy. I'm not talking to nobody. I'm not talking to anybody. None of y'all. I'm talking to that person across the street over there. They're not even in your house. They're too lazy to learn them. But they'll sit there and send their kids off to college, spend $100,000 to get them trained in darkness. It's, it's a sick world out here, I'm telling you. All right. Come on with Second Chronicles 26 and 6. The free how you ma'am. But yet, uh, 26 and 1, I mean. Let's get that. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Hit the like button, hit the like button, thumbs up. If you got a question relative to connecting the dots, please post them in the chat box and we'll get it. All right, let's 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 get it. Let's start at verse one here. I, I want to get another reader. Uh, one of, uh, 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 let's start at verse one. Verse one. Just scroll down to one. Uh, now let me see. Yes, yes, and yes. Begin reading here. We, we're going to see what separated or what needed to die and get out of the way or what got out of the way in the territory. And when they got out of the way, the prophets who got clear vision could see clear. They could see Yahweh then. All right, begin to read right there. Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in place of his father, Amaziah. He was the one who rebuilt Elath and restored it to Judah after Amaziah rested with his ancestors. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. His mother's name was, um, where did it go? Um, we're going to, Ezra. Where are my mother's names? Uh, okay. His mother's name was Jacalia. She was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the eyes of Yahavah, just as his father Amaziah had done. He sought Elohim during the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of Elohim. As long as he sought uh, Yahavah, Elohim gave him success. He went to war against the Philistines and broke down the walls of Gath, Jabna, and Ashdod. He then rebuilt towns near Ashdod and elsewhere among the Philistines. Elohim helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabs who lived in Gerbal and against the Munites. The Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah and his fame spread as far as the border of Egypt because he had become very powerful. Um, Dr. Larry, we cannot hear you. Are you on mute? Okay, yeah, he'll get it in a minute. Everything went small. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, hold on. He'll get it back large. He'll go. There you go. 
Now you oh. just slide up easy. Oh, there you go. I think he there you go. Yeah. Keep reading. Uh, where where am I? Um a verse just pick up at verse uh at, uh seven. Seven, okay. Um and Elohim helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabians that dwelt in Gerbal and the Mahunims and the Ammonites gave gifts to Uzziah and his name. Mm -hmm. uh, where am I? And his name spread abroad even to the entering in of Egypt, for he strengthened himself exceedingly. Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner uh, gate and at the valley gate and at the turning of the wall and fortified. All right, Minister Tech, and slip up so you can read more than a few verses. Slip up one more uh, time. Okay. And fortified them. Uh, also, also, he built towers in the desert and digged many wells, for he had much cattle, both in the low country and in the plains. Husbandmen also in vine dressers in the mountains and in Carmel, for he loved husbandry. Moreover, Uzziah had a host of fighting men that went out to war by bands according to the number of their account by the hand of Jael, the scribe, and Messiah, the ruler, under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains. The whole number of the chief of the fathers of the mighty men of valor were 2,600, and under their hand was an army, 300,000 and 7,000. Keep moving. Mm -hmm. okay, uh, verse 14, where you're going to pick up. Now, we're going to read all of this because I want y'all to see for very clear who Uzzah was. It's pronounced Uzzah, who he was. Go right ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. And Isaiah prepared for them throughout all the host shields and spears and helmets and haber guions and bows and slings to cast stones. And he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad for he was marvelous, marvelously helped till he was strong. Uh, but when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction for he transgressed against Yahweh his Elohim and went into the temple of Yahweh to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And 
Azariah, the priest, went in after him, and with him fourscore priests of Yahavah that were valiant men, and they withstood Uzziah the king, and said unto him, It appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto Yahavah, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense, go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed. Neither shall it be for thine honor from Yehovah Elohim. Then Isaiah was wroth and had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priests, the leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priests in the house of Yehovah from beside the incense altar. And okay, that's good. That's good. Right. Now, for everybody, I want you to go back and read that, but watch this. You saw what happened. This is the king now over Israel. The nation, prototype nation, follows dealing with to expose the government of the kingdom to all other nations. You take scriptures down. But notice over in Yahshua 6, it was when this king died that the prophet in which was one of the classes of people that the anointing came on, the king, the prophet, and the priest, the prophet saw Yahweh in the way that he need to see him. But he didn't see him until this king died. Now, the scripture said, Yeshua said, I'm gonna give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you declare legal and lawful in the earth is declared, must be already declared legal and lawful in heaven. Whatever you declare unlegal and unlawful in earth must already be decreed in heaven. Whatever a leader allows, it is allowed. He got lifted up in pride, and by him being the leader over this nation, it gave permission for the entire nation to be contaminated with the same thing. Pride. Long as he sought the priest, which was the order of the father, the priest and the prophet, Long as he was in connection with these anointings that the father had put there to operate together to bring about a atmosphere whereas the people can walk in dominion and bless. Long as he did that, then he excelled. He had he even he invented war machines. That's what he was telling us, and his, his name became great. And instead of him. Because he wasn't, even though he was doing what's right, but he wasn't whole. He wasn't innocent in doing it. The flaws in his character were revealed when the power, the wealth, and the fame came. Then it was exposed that he was unholy. And he wasn't integrated. And he wasn't special in terms of honoring the father like he should have. Pride came in to his destruction. He exalted himself. 
to the point where he violated, watch this, the law, a law of holiness in terms of who would be in the presence of the Holy Spirit in this earth, in the temple, and carry out the ritual and ceremonial laws that were to be carried out then. The law was, the order was for the priest to burn the incense, not the king. The king, when he violated that law, he violated the holiness of Yahweh. He violated his in, the integrity, the oneness of the father. You, you don't change him. Only he, the laws, only he can change the laws. And he didn't even change them. He brought in another law to override the ceremonial ritual laws to bring the eternal law of life in to restore us back. So what the Uzzah did, that same law of holiness that was designed for them to obey, respect, and recognize that brought prosperity and success end up destroying them when he violated it. Holiness, integrity, you can't mix it. When you mix it, destruction come in. That's what's wrong with most of these congregations out here. The leaders, you got us eyes in the pulpit, us eyes in the pastoral ministry, us eyes in the prophetic ministry, us eyes in the teaching ministry, teaching the people that it's okay to mix and bring in destruction. See, leprosy was a judgment, especially with the leaders, when they openly rebel against the father. It was leprosy and going to hell alive. You remember when they murmured and, and turned against Moshe and Aram, and those leaders rose up against Elohim's delegated leadership, they went to hell alive. When an alphabet community decided they was going to defile pure Malachims, sent here from heaven to bring Lot out of there, they went to hell alive. Because when they even thought to reach out and touch one of those Malachims, they were going to rape them. When they even thought that, they was on a mission. When they even thought that, they engaged the law. And heaven, heaven, the father didn't even send no angel. He said, I'm going to send some fire and burn all your mixed up soup up. You got to go. So those, those three, well, that one, leprosy and going to hell alive, those three type of judgments, it, you, you can't explain that away like people are trying to do. You can't explain that away. All three of them violated the integrity of who the father is. Moshe was representing the father. And when they came against Moshe, they came against him. All right. In this instance, those priests were representing the father. When he violated that temple, he violated the father. Whole, whole integrity. It's special. When he set things in place, it's special. He don't change it. If you change it, 
you get destroyed. So the point I want to get out of with the soul, I guess we'll deal with the body next round because of time's sake. In the soulless realm, when the flesh get out of the way, then that soul can be integrated with wholeness, completeness, purity, and innocence. And the flesh is human reasoning. Human reasoning. When human reasoning get out of the way, pride got out of the way, then the prophet starts seeing. And when the prophet starts seeing, direction starts to be given. No, he don't have to have prophets to leave. No, without the prophet, the Lord won't do nothing. Well, the scripture says, and but yet Corinthian, that ear has not heard, eye has not seen, nor has it entered into the heart of man, the things that Yahweh had prepared for us, but he have revealed them to us by the Holy Spirit. Sorry, prophet, you don't have it all. The Holy Spirit is the only one that's a total embodiment of all that heaven is and know the perfect man of the Father. And guess what? He's in you if you're born again. You don't have to go to no prophetic conference to get a word. Learn to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Those are going to prophetic conference to get a word. That's just a, 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 a quick clinic that the Father's having mercy trying to get his people to a point where they'll hear the voice that's in them already. So I'm not against the prophetic comfort. I'm against what the father's against. That is telling his people that you the permanent replacement for the Holy Spirit. And they have to come to your place. Now I'll tell them, if you can't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, don't get misled. Don't get misdirected. We're going to have a prophetic conference and we're going to be teaching you how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, not to depend on us to live your life or tell you how to live your life. And it's a shame. I've saw word people over and over again getting all that word. Then when the prophet come out, they, 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 the building full, they in the prophet here. I said, well, I'm just going to tell y'all. I would ask the Holy Spirit, how long do I have to pass the hypocrites? Sir, how long is going to take me to pass my patience test? And when I stopped asking him, I passed a test and a prophet came in and said he was pruning. He was pruning and he pruned. He came through there with that sword and he pruned. He got the hypocrites out, the wannabe crits out, and the always was crips. All of them got out. And I looked around. I said, well, Nate, <laughs> it's me, you and the kids. Let's go. <laughs> now we can get somewhere. And then he said, change the name of the ministry. Why you change the name? Don't ask me. It's not my ministry. I obey. Well, how come, how come I look? And somebody called me. I said, well, the next, you say you know how to pray. The next time you pray, you, you, ask, you ask the Holy Spirit why. I have no hidden agendas. I just do what he tell me to do. And we change the name of the ministry. And whatever he said change, we just change it. Just change it. I, I, we're not stuck in tradition. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. So that's the soul. Now let's look. This our last, and then we're gonna stop. So uh, let's go back to Romans twelve and two. We're dealing with holiness, the law of holiness, as relating to our mind, our will, and emotion. That's that's the law of integrity. See, the scripture on a double-minded person is unstable. That's a person who lacks integrity. If, if a person lacks integrity, it lacks holiness. 
Sometimes up, sometimes down. Unholy. Mm-hmm. And oh man. I keep thinking we're gonna get to the, the music and the, the stuff that they doing in the churches now. So I guess we'll get there one day. I I follow the Holy Spirit. That's my main agenda. You can't mix it. He don't understand. It he would destroy himself if he was to change. And we got this video when we go off, I may have uh, the ministry tech to play it that someone sent me. I know it's plenty of them out there. I just don't fool with it. I just do what I'm doing. I just do what I'm called to do. And 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 the way I am, after you heard all this word, you go out there bucking and acting a complete monkey, then I can't help you. Oh, we're going to see so-and-so, so-and-so. They're going to have a concert. We're going, we going, and you know them jokers doing everything. And you go and subject your Holy Spirit to an unholy atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I'll close right now. Because mm-hmm. I feel my help coming on. Mm-hmm. Nobody excited yet. All right. Okay. Let's look at Romeo 12 and 2. I saw two of my son's names over there in uh, the V. Hayamim, uh, the yet 26 and 6. Amaziah is one of them. And Azariah is one of them. I sought the Holy Ghost. I'm depending on him to show these boys their direction, who they are. All right. He said, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of Elohim's mercy, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice. Lord, help us with these bodies. Holy. Oh, oh, that's the body. We're not going to deal with the body right now. We, we, ain't, we ain't dealing with that. We ain't dealing with that. As a living sight, holy and pleasing to Elohim. See, this is dealing with the body and the soul here. This is your true and proper worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test, approve Elohim's will. What Elohim's will is good and pleasing and perfect will. Okay, you can take it down. All right, that's the last one we're going to go to. I've referenced that we're going to go to. The law of holiness applies to our souls, to our spirit. And to violate those laws is to bring destruction. Holiness, integrity. Oh, it's so much coming up now. But we'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. I'm thinking about Ananias and... um, a sapphire. I'm, I'm thinking about that. Those two, how they violate the law of unity, and they died. The law of agreement, the law of unity. It wasn't the lion didn't kill them. They violated the law and brought destruction on. Okay. All right. So let's do this, Father. We thank you once again for your word, Holy Spirit. Give illumination. You expose us to knowledge. We've gained understanding and receive illumination. And we give you praise for it all now in the authority of Yeshua. Confirm your word with mighty signs and miracles and wonders following. Cause supernatural recall to come forth in our lives and solidify your word in our hearts. 
and we praise you for it. All right, we have any questions? Um, so I have a question. Um, so uh, you were talking earlier, Dr. Larry, about just, um, you know, the whole, um, you know, people say they're struggling with this or that, you know, every, you know, you said everyone struggles with something, you know, um, and I was just thinking, like, um, <clears throat> what are your thoughts on how, how do you take an account versus like, um, you know, whoever says they're without sin, you know, is in first John, you know, it says whoever, whoever is without sin is a liar. A liar. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that, I, I, I was just looking that up and then, um, seeing like, I, I may have answered my own question based on the context, you know, cause it's in relation to confessing your sins, but is that your thought on that or no, based on I have no thoughts on it, but I know what question you're asking. Because <laughs> ambassadors, we have no opinions about anything. Thoughts of the righteous are right, but that's a good question because when he said that, uh, if anyone says he is without rebellion, you know, he, he is a liar. Go back to before the, uh, the re uh, being born again took place. All of us were born in rebellion and sin. None of us can say that we were pure until we got born again. Now, I want to pull that, that scripture up because as you were talking, I heard it very clear. I've oftentimes placed heavy emphasis on that uh, when people say, well, you know, I'm pure, I'm holy. Listen, here's the other part of it. That's one. Here's the other part of it. Every piece of my mind that has not been renewed is in a rebellious state. The sanctification process is ongoing. Now, no one, the struggling part is, is, is not correct. Ain't nobody struggling. You either do it or you don't. There are, and, and this is how um, some of the mothers in the ministry used to pray. Father, forgive us of, of, of sin, seen and unseen. Keep us from danger, seen and unseen. Other what they were saying, like the weird pray, let the words in my mouth and the meditation in my heart be acceptable. The things I don't know, the things I don't know is the sin or rebellion that's in me. Reveal that to me so I can get that dealt with. It's never dealing with I'm struggling. We all got struggling. No, that, you're right. This, he's not talking about that. He's talking about we were formal. Everyone was born with a sin nature, had to get born again. Now, our spirit is perfect. So there's no struggling. If you walk in the spirit, there is no struggle, period. Relative to the soul, the parts of our mind that has not been transformed, that's, that's, that's rebellious thoughts. That's human re reasoning. That's the part, the other part he was talking about there. And I'm glad you, you, you brought that up. So we can bring bring some justice to that. And the scripture even say, give us several things we could do and we'll never stumble. We'll never fall. We'll never sin against him willfully. Uh, over in Cape, I believe he talked about that. Uh, virtue, add to your virtue, uh, self-control and faith. And he, he lists a, 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 he lists several things that we can work on that'll cause us to never stumble. 
amazing. And see what has happened, uh, you, um, uh, Joseph, is that through religious, weak religious teaching to make people feel good in their willful rebellion and sin, because the religious teaching doesn't have an answer for that. It blocks illumination of the Holy Spirit to give understanding. So people are taught it's okay to struggle. Well, I'm in a struggle. I remember Dr. Nate talked about 15 years ago, the struggle is over. Why are you struggling? The struggle is over. And, the, and she used uh, the event with uh, Jacob and Esau. There's two nations in the womb. You know, one was about the flesh, had no system of value of wealth in them. And another one, even he came out second, was to be first. And he said the elder gonna serve the younger because the younger was only a concern about what I can get right now to keep my belly full. You see, so there is no struggle. I don't see no precept in scripture that will validate a born again citizen of the kingdom saying, a living a struggling life. When I see all the scripts that don't be conformed, be transformed. And you know the will of the Father is no struggle. Add to your faith, virtue, virtue, and patience and self-control, and you won't stumble, you won't sin. Um, uh, uh, those who exercise the word by doing it, they can handle the word. I mean, you know, young men, children, young men, fathers. The Holy Spirit is in us. The seed of the Holy Spirit is in us, and we cannot sin. Yochanan talks about that, too. None of are contradictory. Anytime you're seeing contradictory, because a precept is missing. Oh, it's a transliteration there. That's a great one. I, I love that one. I love that one. Yeah, so that dismisses. There that, that, that ain't no struggle. There ain't no struggle. That's why Yeshua said, I'm not going back on the cross. I don't know what y'all struggling for. I'm not, I'm not doing nothing else. I, I've done everything I'm going to do. I'm back where I came from. I'm staying here. Once you decide that you want to obey my laws, my laws will work for you and bring you out of what you're in and keep you uh, head in the direction that you should be going. Somebody shout glory in this house. <laughs> I feel the preach coming out there. Ah, glory. <laughs> No, Renee, Renee, the only sanctified person on no, there. No, we got it. I thought Kyle the other was sanctified, but anyway. Okay, any other questions? Oh, I'm I'm on. <laughs> yeah, I got one, Dr. Larry. Uh, you may need to put in your chat box because your sound I, bad. You can try it though, but uh your sound is bad, your connection's bad. Let's try it. If we can't hear you, put it in your chat box and we'll read it. Go right here. I just wanted to know what, um, what God has a permissive will. Where did they come from? That's religion, all I wanted to know. Tradition, religion. Because he permitted the devil to attack Job's family. Mm -hmm. And he also allowed that old devil to kill all his children. Mm -hmm. And then he allowed that old devil to take all of his wealth. You see, God will test you to see could you handle what he wanna bless you with in this season. Mm-hmm, I feel my help now. Yes, sir, yes, sir. That's where it came from. That's where it came, entertainment and making people feel good. The devil taking their stuff, 
making them sick, running them half crazy. And they said, well, you know, the Lord give it, the Lord take it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm, I'm tired, I'm, I'm struggling, you know, but I'm holding on. Now, how can you struggle and hold on? Now, w- wait a minute now. If I'm holding on, I'm not struggling. Because I'm struggling, I'm trying to grab something. If I'm holding on, I'm not struggling. I'm not bashing nobody at all, believe me. But this stuff is hideous and is rooted in most of the people you around belief system. That's how terrible religion is. That's where they came from. It was a nomination, you know, Baptist preaching, I said it. You know, the ones that talk like they behind the pulpit where he had left a message on the phone. Well, uh, brother, you see, you, you don't understand. I said, who is that? <laughs> Renee, remember? Kind of message, man, I'm not that, I'm not gonna give you no airtime neither. I'm not mentioning none of this. You will not hear your name, what you said on television. It was five years later before I mentioned that's been about 15, 18, something like that. Okay, uh, any more questions relative to connecting dots? If not, uh, we what we're gonna do now is um we always allow because it's personal development. <clears throat> Those who have received illumination. I'm not talking about no notes, I'm talking about something lit up and you want to interrupt me and, and share, share with me. Ooh, 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 ooh. And then you first thing you want to do is say it. But y'all learning, when you get illumination, you don't say it. You save it. You get it in you. That's what a, that's what a takeaway is. And, and I, I just love, I love hearing back, get that reciprocal, 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 yeah, reciprocal effect in terms of the teaching uh, going in this circle of emotion and not just all about the teacher. So if you got a takeaway you want to share now, uh, while we're live, go right ahead. Uh, put a thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Put a thumb up on your screen. And Dr. Renee is going to facilitate it, uh, the takeaways, and close us out on our teaching uh, live. And then we'll go over to our private session. Okay. Um, BJ, did you have a question or did you want to go ahead and do your takeaway? Which one was it? Yosef had another question. Yeah, I think that's all right. Um, so I just had a, another couple verses in my head that you know as we're saying no i'm not necessarily asking for your thoughts but what's you know what's the right perspective um Mm -hmm. but um you know like what about you know because i you know i have some friends that share a lot more on the side of like grace and stuff and um Mm -hmm. you know i know it's not the right perspective but i don't it's it's like i'm thinking about a couple verses like you know what about like the verse about being sealed till the day of redemption. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. also what about, you know, um, uh, Sheo, you know, talking about, uh, um, you know, uh, whenever I'm like, I'm, uh, it's, it's like whenever I try to do good, like right, you know, right. sin is there and Romeo you know, seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, that whole, whole deal. It's like, so it's like, I don't, I don't know. So it's like, what's right. your. Right. That's great. I, I, I've i been wanting to teach the whole book of Romans for some years. <laughs> I just haven't been released to do it. But um, remember in that same book, it said we're not under the law, but under grace. And that is a bad translation because it didn't identify which law he's making reference to. So even when Shay O was 
here it is. Let me just make it short. The people who think that way with that theology still don't understand the trichotomy of man, spirit, soul, and body, and how to separate the spirit from the soul with the word. So when you get into, he said, when I want to do right, then I do wrong. It don't say my spirit always intend to do right, but my unrenewed thinking want to do wrong. Some people will teach that you got two natures. Wait a minute now. I'm saved. I ain't got no two natures. You know, so that's where the misunderstanding come in at and not making a distinction between spirit and soul when he was making what he was making reference to and when every time he said i want to do right he was talking about his spirit because our spirit always intends to please the father our spirit cannot do wrong and yokanan tells us that the seed of elohim is in us and cannot sin talking about our spirit but then that soul that has not been regenerated then he said i think elohim uh uh that through yeshua the messiah i crucify this fleshly thinking how you crucify the fleshly thinking through the renewal process and then when he said we have been sealed uh by the holy spirit that words they didn't say seal remember they weren't talking english no sir i wasn't speaking greek neither so what, what was he talking about what does the holy spirit do the holy spirit regenerate us because if it meant that once saved, always saved, then Sheo lied when he said he finished his race. And he also lied in the book of Ibrahim when he said it's impossible to pray for those who decide to turn back, who were born again, who were spirit filled, and they decide to crucify the blood of the covenant and count the son of Elohim uh, uh, unclean, I use that word thing. You can't renew him. And then over in Romeo, when he said about those that the father gave the reprobate man, them folk ain't going to heaven. So they take, based on the uh, Catholic, Catholic theology and the transliteration of scriptures and, and try to tell people that you save, I don't care what you're dealing with. And the core of the error is not understanding Ibrahim for the word of Elohim is quick powerful sharpen into two his sword it separate between joint and marrow soul and spirit and all things are open and exposed to him whom we must give account i got to give it to the word of faith people they understand spirit soul and body and this will deliver a lot of them from willful sin and fooling around and funneling around with stuff and when I got out of the military, I had a vision. Father showed me a vision in German. I won't go into it now because of time. And uh, But when I got back, uh, this brother here was trying to find him a place where they weren't drinking, smoking, and everybody having sex with everybody. Because there was a dime of dollars on every corner. All, all the, most of the churches I was around, that's what they were doing. But he got me in a place where I could get the word talked to me. When no preaching, Dr. Crockett opened that, that Bible up, opened that book. And, and start teaching and hear that, that Hebrew and strong concordance and give us the original words meaning and teaching us. And that gave, gave my foundation. So um, in terms of this, this it's unholy too, because you can't mix nothing with holiness. That's why it's going to be so critical that we get this law 
of holiness understood? And that was a, a great question. I love that question. I, I, what I want to do sometimes is just uh, uh, just do a Q&A on certain things. Because I know we generate a lot when we teach it. I already know that. But some of these, like that one right there and some other ones. And um, uh, what my boy? Uh, um, where you at back there, man? I see you. With the black hair back there. With the beard. Like mm -hmm. Connor, like questions Connor be asking and stuff like that. I just like to just get a Q&A and deal with that stuff in depth. Because I know what's being taught. All right. Appreciate that question. Anybody got anything? Go ahead, Dr. Renee. Okay. Wow. I did look up that word seal in Hebrew. I don't know if we have enough time to deal with it. I can shoot it to him or whatever, but yeah, so that's good. And then also in that same text, um, if they were to keep reading further along, it tells what's going to happen when you do not continue in the word. So no scripture um, stands alone. You know, every scripture has a mate. But anyway, so yes, thank you so much for that. I, I love stuff like that. Um, does anybody else have, now it's time to give our takeaway, takeaway. Anybody have a takeaway they want to share? You can just put your thumb up and then we will call on you. I think I saw, um, Elder Kaiser, did you have a takeaway? You said, okay, go ahead. Yes. Yes. Um, what stuck out with me is, uh, Dr. Lara said Elohim doesn't have a permissive will. I mean, if, if that was the case, I mean, he wouldn't be pure. And, and so there's okay. no permissive will. That, that's just religion. All right. Thank you so much. Elder Lakeisha, you can go ahead with yours. Um, when Dr. Lay was talking about the integrity and wholeness and um, violation of it, um, the Holy Spirit revealed um that the laws, how many laws that we are truly breaking with when we are in violation of one law, uh, law of obedience, law of order. So the importance of being totally surrendered to um, the will of the Father and knowing your laws, and the laws of the kingdom, um, being the same all the time. Either you're showing integrity and whole or you're not showing integrity and you're not whole. Okay. Thank you. Anyone else want to share the takeaway? Okay, BJ, go ahead. Uh, one of my takeaways that I'm hoping nobody else caught <laughs> um, is uh, calf is, or cough is one of the letters of the word holy. And the, the meaning of, of that letter, I just found significant you know, it stuck out to me, a wing to cover, to open, to allow, and, and holiness being special. So it just makes me think of the Father. Hey, BJ, let me, uh, that's the one that's spelled in, in holiness, Kof. It's not Kaif, it's Kof. Okay. No, Kof, Kaif means to cover in, in the ancient African Medunita is a picture of a, a wing in the modern, oh. right, it's a picture. Yeah, that's so Kate. Not, not the number it's, 20? No, that's okay. Kate. It's Kof. Yeah. Well, let trying. me give another takeaway since that one's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Larry, I was trying to uh, say what helped me remember is actually Kof 
that helps me remember the other one and the other one is Kate. But y'all go ahead. Go ahead and give your takeaway, um, BJ. Um, whenever you have a full understanding of the law, it will bring much success if that's what that law is designed to do. Hmm. Okay, go ahead. Um, mine was that um, in reference to Ezekiel 2020, uh, when it's talking about the Sabbath or Shabbat, it's actually not talking about a day or rest, but it's actually talking about a covenant of peace, provision, and protection. Um, uh, yeah, my uh, was um, um, the more time you have to meditate, the more you're subject to judgment. Yeah, that was pretty heavy, wasn't it? Like, yeah. oh, okay. Mm, should I study? Should I meditate? <laughs> yeah, who yeah. should? I didn't write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyone else want to give their takeaway? Anyone else want to give their takeaway? So I'm just checking out on YouTube. Uh, yes, thank you for the comments. I believe it's pronounced die resurrection. The spirit of divination runs rampant in the church, masquerading as prophetic apostolic. They seek prey to devour. That's when Dr. Larry was talking about a few things and it was right in line. And uh, I don't see anything else. Anyone else want to give their takeaway? Okay. All right. Well, uh, for those who are watching by way of YouTube, I see that we are up to seven, no, 971 subscribers. So it's going up. And if you've been watching and you haven't subscribed just yet, be sure to subscribe and like and share. We definitely want to um, keep hearing from you. Thank you for putting the notes in the chat and everything like that. And we thank you for joining us. And hopefully you'll be able to join us once again. And Dr. Larry, do you have anything else before we sign off? No, that's it. Uh, you can go to our website, empowermentfaith.org. We got where well, you can email us your prayer requests. You can get um, books we have written, connect with us. You got questions you want to, all of that is there. Just go to our website. And we're going to also have unedited teaching. What I mean by that, certain words we don't use because, you know, the secular uh, uh, people who own these uh, social media platforms want to restrict the freedom of speech. Uh, for holiness and for the citizen kingdom. But you go to our web page and we call it out just like it is.